Welcome to the Power of Love show sponsored by the Dee Dee Jackson Foundation, where we shine a light on loss and grief and how it impacts our lives. We are here to provide hope, resources, and a community so no one feels alone in their grief. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Power of Love show sponsored by the Dee Dee Jackson Foundation. We are here to provide hope, resources, and a community so no one feels alone in their grief. We believe that through the power of love, that nothing is impossible as long as you have love on your side. I am TJ Jackson, and with me is my eldest brother, Taj Jackson. What's up, T? How are we doing, Taj? We're doing well. We're doing well. Very, very good. We are live, of course, on the Power of Love show uh, on Facebook and YouTube at the moment. Uh, We need to add Twitter to this. I don't know why we haven't added Twitter. So we're going to add Twitter. But anyways, uh, you can also maybe be listening to us via uh, podcasts. We are on Apple Podcasts. We are on Google Podcasts. And every single podcast platform there is, including Spotify. Well, I shouldn't say every single one, but all the major ones. So just wanted to remind anyone who always catches us on Facebook and YouTube, live that if you miss us or if you want to hear us on the go you can do that via the podcast mm-hmm. now saying all of that it's important to remind everyone that we are not licensed therapists we are just ordinary people who've experienced loss in our lives we've been impacted by it and we have learned from it and we like to share our opinions in an attempt to help you get through whatever it is you are going through saying that if you need professional help we urge you to seek it and to find it Please do not just rely on us. So, uh, Taj Jackson, I guess we will go right into it. And I'm curious to know how was your week? Um, my week. I honestly don't remember much, TJ, of my week. <laughs> I do know what my yesterday was. I Taylor's starting school for the first time. Or, you Whoa. Know, so, or um, that's a big deal. So we went to, um, it's the parent thing where you, you go and like, and it's a school that kind of the parents are the teachers as well. And so we met other parents from the school and stuff like that. So I had to get my parent vibe on and my, you know, my shyness, the way of talking to, to strangers and introducing yourself. But it was cool. It was really fun. Exciting. So you did that? Yeah. Had to do you that. Did, yeah. Huh? yeah. Okay. Believe it or not. Um. That's pretty interesting, Todd. I, I don't know if I could really imagine you or picture you doing that, but that's actually very funny to see. It is, yeah. You would have had a kick out of it, yeah. But it was, it was many, I mean, she starts many, money, though. Yeah. How many teacher? How many parents were there watching? There's going to be eleven kids. So There's eleven parents, basically. Okay. Okay. But um, yeah. that's very funny. I can't even imagine. But eleven's not bad at all. Uh, as for me, what what happened in my week? Uh, You know, it's so crazy, Taj. It's, I swear, I feel like these days just go so fast. I was going to, that's the problem. That's why when you ask me, I'm like, geez, but I can only, I can remember what happened yesterday. It was a big deal in that way. Yeah. So I don't think there's anything exciting on my side. So I don't know if there's anything. Are you used to that kind of stuff? The parent stuff and the parent teacher conference? I know for you, it's like, oh, that's, that's so cute. You got to do that. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, for me, it's like a new, new deal. Well, the kids did start school last week for me, and uh, mm-hmm. but uh, it's just another year. We've done this so many times that it, it's not much. Nothing do you take has- first day of uh, school pictures ever? Yes, okay. I do do that, and, and you know we all try to take them and meet their teacher at that age. 
um, on the first day of school and introduce who we are and and just try to support the teachers because they have a difficult job oh. and especially in today's yeah. time where yeah. they could be you know accused and i don't mean of just serious things but accused of teaching their kids one way or or of of you know hurting their dis their self-esteem or disciplining them too much there's so many different little intricacies they have that so many re um obstacles and and you know, a lot so, so we try to take the position of just being supportive parents and just thanking them for for them spending their time and and doing their thing for our kids so that's the approach we've taken and that's the, been the best one i think because you know our, our kids and our parents our kids and their teachers relationships have always really been strong so i think yeah. if us parents can actually set a tone and help the the relationship get off to a good start yep without even realizing uh the importance or power we have in doing that so that's it that, that that's my take but yeah i think not only us though taj i think most people are getting their kids back into school oh, so yeah. it's, it's a different transitional time uh, i think most schools if not all schools are back to being in person and mm -hmm. um you know so it's we have to remember that our kids went through a time period where you know not yours but well yours too but we we all went through such a different time period where they had to adjust to different ways to to mesh and 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 be in society especially with their peers so we have to respect that and and honor that and and do our parts as parents to help them transition back into that normal society as as smoothless and seamless as possible yeah um anything else though Taj, that that's happened that you want to discuss TJ, I, I honestly for the life of me i can't think of anything that's the oh, problem good. Oh, good. Well, that's that's you know that's one reason why you're I'm, so I'm sure lucky. we're missing something, but I don't know what. No, I mean, but that's really why you're so lucky to have me on. <laughs> on your team. I knew something was coming up. Uh, because we need to talk about our fundraiser. Uh, this yes. month, the Dee Dee Jackson Foundation has teamed up with Grief Coach in an effort to help grieving teens by providing year-long grief text support subscriptions. Our goal for the month of August is to raise five thousand dollars for 100 subscriptions that will provide support and comfort to teens who are grieving. Every dollar counts. Thank you so much for the support. And when I say thank you, I mean to those who are watching, those who have contributed, and those who uh, have helped us reach our, our, in attempt to help reach our goal, to help yeah. 100 kids and their family and friends get through uh, the, the terrible life situation of loss. Uh, so, I just want to thank, and Taj wants to thank, and our foundation wants to thank everyone who's contributed. Again, you can contribute multiple ways. You can go to ddjf.org to contribute. You can also contribute simply by super chatting and super stickers on YouTube. Uh, at, at the end of the month, what we'll do is all the revenue we've received from the super chat and the super stickers, we will add it to the total and um, see if we can get to our goal of 5,000. Uh, did I miss anything, Taj? Is there anything else you want to say before we start introducing our guest and, no. and continue on with the show? No. No? We're good? We're good. All right. Well, Taj, today uh, we have a special show because we have a special guest. On the Power of Love show, we are going to be welcoming special guest Reed Peterson. Reed Peterson is the founder of Grief Refuge, the creator of the Grief Refuge app, 
and the host of the Grief Refuge podcast. Reed achieved a master's degree in transpersonal psychology, Institute of Transpersonal Psychology 2007, and is certified in death and grief studies by the Center for Loss and Life Transition. After losing his biological father to suicide in 2006 and his stepfather to cancer in 2016, Reed felt a calling to help the grieving find peace and purpose after loss and thus came up with the Grief Refuge app. The Grief Refuge app is best described as a compassionate companion for your grief journey. The Grief Refuge app is your daily companion to help navigate the grief journey. It provides comfort and solace in a time of need. With seven features, including daily audio musings and a tool to track your grief progress, it helps you cope with loss and feel supported throughout the journey. Benefits of Reed's app include daily inspiration to help make choices focused on healing, a soothing voice to help cope and feel comforted, beautiful messages filled with compassion and wisdom, complete validation for all grief-related thoughts and feelings, companionship anytime, any place. You can learn more by visiting Reed's website, griefrefuge.com, or you can follow along on Instagram grief, at griefrefugeapp, or simply download the app right now, today, immediately. So, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to introduce our wonderful guest to the show. Without further ado, please welcome to the Power of Love show, the one and only Reed Peterson. Reed, how are you, my man? I'm doing all right. Thanks for that introduction. i got to give some props to Caitlin on that one. I think she, I think she helped <laughs> me out with that. <laughs> she boosted it up. Well, it, 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 you've done a lot. You've accomplished a lot. And like I say often, with our guests, uh, Taj and I and our foundation want to thank you for you doing what you're doing and being you. Uh, I've always mentioned that, at least for me, when I lost my mother, I was just 16. I felt there wasn't nearly as many resources as I would have anticipated or thought there would be. Um, in today's time, because of technology, it's awesome to see there's people like you doing apps and, and building great things for people who need it. So again, I just want to thank on behalf of my brother and our foundation, uh, you for doing what you're doing. Uh, now, you in the introduction, we mentioned that great losses, the great losses you've experienced in your life with your father in 2016 and your stepfather in 2016. Um, so 2016 twice, I think. Did I? Yeah, I think I'm, it was 2006, I, I meant, 2016. 2006. And you know what's so sad is that I was trying to like, okay, I got this. And I meant to say 2006 and 2016. That's so why I'm I, here. Don't worry. Yeah, okay. Anyways, um, we first of all, we are sorry for your losses. Yes. Um, it's not never easy to lose a parent, let alone two parents. Um, I'm curious to know at what point in your grief journey did you feel inspired to do work in the grief space? Well, I appreciate the, the question because it, it really brings up a lot of reflection for me because I, I, I take my work very spiritually. I'm not, I don't consider myself religious, but in the work that I do, I'm just like, sometimes I don't feel like it's, it's me who's, you know, th moving the needle. I, I feel like my higher power is really providing that guidance to me. Um, you know, when when my when my dad died, I was like, you know, I couldn't figure it out because um, it's such a complicated story that 
although it's you know it's stated in my introduction that he died by suicide to this day 16 years after his death it's still debatable whether it was a, an accident a true accident or whether it was suicide you know the facts are he was alone in his house um the facts are he was highly intoxicated uh, my dad was an alcoholic and the facts are that um he died from a subdural hematoma he hit the top of his head against the wall was that intentional i don't know but it took me years to process this and so um you know and then unfortunately only two years after his death my stepdad who was very prominent in my life such a great guy his name's warren he gets diagnosed you know he gets diagnosed with bone marrow cancer and so um you know it's like oh man what's gonna go on so he battled it for 10 years uh, he died in he he died the same day Muhammad Ali died, and um, mm. I thought to myself, you know, there's something special about that because in my you know when I watched Warren battle cancer for ten years, I thought to myself, he's a true fighter, and you know Muhammad Ali being you know one of the greatest of all times in boxing and being a true fighter, um, I was like, there's something kind of special about the day of their passings. But to answer your question. <laughs> hopefully wrapping it up quickly, I'll just say that, you know, when Warren died, I thought I was going to be good, you guys. I, I thought, uh, you know, I've been here, done that. My dad died 10 years earlier. I couldn't have been more wrong in my life. Um, mm. My grief experience was so different, grieving the loss of Warren as it was grieving the loss of my, my biological father. And I just felt immense loneliness. And, you know, it got to a point, I, I would say probably a year and a half to two years after Warren died, where I just started talking to my wife. And I'm like, you know what? I, I feel like, I feel like there's this, you know, there's this healing path in my life to, to help show up for others. And I've worked in technology for years, 15, 20 years. I don't even know. <laughs> don't keep track anymore. And, and I'm like, I'm feeling this calling, you know, I'm feeling this calling to just come up with something that could be that supportive to people, especially grieving people who are feeling lonely. And that, you know, that that was kind of the beginning, I guess, of the inspiration. And it led to some additional training and then building the app and building the programs that we offer. Uh, I, I, first of all, I, I thank you for being so open and candid, uh, Reed. I, I know just talking um, and expressing how you're feeling and how what you felt and w where you're at helps people. So I appreciate the the openness. Uh, I have a question. I know um, from experience. You know, I lost my mother in '94, and then our uncle in 2009. Those are definitely the two biggest significant losses, I think, for both Taj and I, and uh, both played such a huge role in who we became as as people and I, I i'm starting the question off because it seems somewhat similar to your situation where you had two huge um figures in your life help raise you and help determine who you were yet their passings were so far apart that did you this is the question i want to know did you kind of get a sense because i know your stepfather's warns passing there was some type of with him having cancer, it wasn't as unexpected as your father's passing. Did you 
do you think you had a false sense of being able to handle the the pass the Pat Warren's passing differently or better in a way because of the fact that you went through your father's passing as well as you kind of could quote unquote prepare for it and possibly the fact that grief still can hit you in such a hard way in an unimaginable way you can't grasp grasp your hands around it until it happens you still felt because of that and the, the shocking and the pain of it you were in a way let down because you didn't didn't uh didn't weren't able to receive it the way you had thought you would does that also lend to your inability to to grieve or to to get through it the way you thought you would hmm. i think short answer is yes and so a few thoughts that come to mind is um in anticipation of warren's death you know a cancer diagnosis um statistically doesn't have good outcomes and so uh, I, I just remember having to manage a lot of anxiety, you know, with like anticipatory grief. But what's interesting as a thought in response to your question, TJ, is that what I noticed after Warren died is that my mind kind of did this weird thing of like doing comparisons, um, you know, trying to remember how I was grieving my dad. And then, um, you know, comparing that to how I quote unquote should grieve the loss of Warren, my stepdad. And as a result, I think, I still don't know for sure, <laughs> but as a result of that comparison, I noticed I was starting to feel a lot more guilt, like just a lot more guilt as far as like the types of relationships I had with each, you know, male figure in my life, each male father figure. And, and so that, that created, um, for lack of a better word, that created pain for me. Mm. And, and, and that's actually when I made a decision to uh, go see a counselor, grief counselor, and also join a bereavement support group. This was a few months after Warren died. So he died June 3rd, 2016. Um, I think in August, I started seeking out, you know, bereavement support groups and, and also uh, a counselor. Would you say that helped you quite a bit? Yeah, actually, they were great. But, um, you know, part of the reason why I decided to start the Grief Refuge app was because I also had this experience where I was like, you know, the day, let's say I see my counselor on a Tuesday. Um, that day, I, it's like, I could say I felt good. You know, I, I don't know how else to describe it, but, I, you know, I felt good and hopeful because I knew I was going to be supported. And then, you know, the day I joined my group, I felt something similar. And, or, and but then I'm like, what about the other days? You know, there's um, five other days in the week. And so, mm -hmm. you know, when when I started listening to this calling that I mentioned earlier, I was like, you know, I really want to focus on something that provides daily support because I just think that it could be that valuable to people, um, especially people in deep grief. Hmm. I, I have one more question and I want to talk about your app um, and get into the app and, and what else you do today. With, with the loss of your father in 2006, I, for me and my brothers, we knew exactly what happened to our mother. She was murdered. It was, there was evidence that pointed to it. 
we knew, you know, we saw her one day and the next day we couldn't see her again. I'm asking this on behalf of those who also lost a loved one, a parent, a, a child, a sibling in a very cloudy situation where you don't know the details. I'm asking what advice you, or I should say it this way, what have you learned from that and how to approach that type of grief and what advice you would have for someone who may be in a similar situation? What advice would you have for yourself back in 2006 and seven? Let me say that. Yeah, man, I love that question. It actually, I kind of feel like blood rush through my body because I'm like, it's such an important question. So my, my learning process through it with, you know, 16 years post my dad's death still, you know, the death certificate doesn't say suicide. You know, the death certificate says subdural, subdural hematoma. And so I'm like, um, what I've learned is there's the power of choice. And what I've learned is there's also denial, you know, truthfully, you guys, I probably, you know, I didn't really consider my dad took his own life, um, probably for about five years. I, and so I'm like, you know, when I started uh, questioning it, I looked at that other part of myself that said, hey, you know, were you living in denial, Reed? And then that's where the power of choice plays an important thing, because at that point, you guys, I could have beat myself up, you know, metaphorically, like got really hard on myself, developed some type of behaviors, you know, like some kind of dependency on some kind of addiction or something. Or, uh, you know, done very self-destructive behaviors. And I probably did do forms of that. But at the same time, I'm like, in the power of choice, you know, I, I do have control, for lack of a better word, over what I can choose to believe. And mm -hmm. so, you know, I, it, for years, I reflected on my dad's life. And I'm like, man, you know, my dad, unfortunately, it's a sad story. He lived a life of suffering, you know his alcoholism was terrible. His post-traumatic stress was terrible. Like he, he was in, he just was hurting period, you know, his adult life. And I was like, okay, I actually, I actually choose to believe that this was not an accident. I choose to believe that this was his taking. Like he said, I've mm -hmm. had enough, this is time. And the alcohol mm -hmm. just um, induced it. You know, the alcohol gave him quote unquote, Oh, I hate this term, but I'm going to say it anyways, the liquid courage to end up, mm. you know, doing what he did. And so, mm. um, so, so those two things, you know, um, I think, I think there's a lot of denial that has value. Um, I'm getting, you know, I'm getting deep in this psychological terms with you guys. So forgive it's me, if it's, forgive me yeah. if it's super deep, but I'm like, there, there's some value in uh, dealing with, or using denial for certain aspects. And then there's some value with, um, you know, understanding like when, when you have the power to make the choice that you want to make. That's great. Thank you for that answer. Taj, are you good? You look like you're going to say something. So make sure you're good. Um, no, I mean, I love the power of choice in that way. Um, I know with mom, that was, there's that fork on the road kind of thing for me, you know, in terms of how I was going to handle it. And I I quickly flipped that to I'm gonna honor her and do you know the best I can do to make her proud still and all that. But the other choice, which I knew I did not want to take because I knew it was self-destructive, would have been 
being angry, being upset, regret, guilt, everything that, and I made that choice really quickly, luck, luckily, but not everyone does make that choice, but I did have that, I made that choice and never looked back on that, but I can't imagine if I was tempted to make that other choice. That's why I sympathize with anyone that does make that choice where they just um, are in that sorrow state in that because it, it, grief is always hard in, in general and losing someone that has guided you in any way is like you just feel lost in that. And that's why I use that fork in the road thing because it really was, I, I feel like I lost a, a compass aspect in that. Like, oh, I just know, I know I'm always going there. And then you lose that person and you're like, okay, where, where am I in that? So thank you for sharing that mm -hmm. in your story because I think a lot of people identify with that aspect of it. And, and I also love the, the whole, higher calling kind of aspect of it too, because that's how we felt in, in terms of why we started the foundations, you know, turning that grief into something bigger and better in that way. It's great, 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 great. Okay, so um, with, thank you, by the way, Reed, for being so open. I'm, I'm also simultaneously reading through these comments and yeah. you're getting a lot of love and support for being open and, and, and talking about it, so thank you. Um, okay, now I want to talk about your your app. So, and I guess we should talk about the online communities. Tell us about the launch of Grief Refuge online community, how it came to be, what was your intention when bringing this community together? Well, um, to be transparent, Grief Refuge is actually pretty young. And so uh, after Warren died, I taught my trainings and, you know, felt better equipped to work with people that were grieving and, you know, provide helpful tools without projecting my stuff onto them. And uh, I remember just feeling so passionate to want to bring people to areas of nature. I wanted to guide retreats and um, nature has been a, you know, very powerful force in my, my healing and reintegrating my losses into my life. And so, um, you know, I was like, it was like winter of 2019 and I'm, you know, getting my ideas down on paper and organizing my thoughts. And then, you know, it takes a few months and, you know, there it was, you guys, you know, March, 2020, we all know what happened. <laughs> so that's actually when I said, well, I'm not going to do nothing. Um, so I launched the Grief Refuge podcast and started sharing, you know, a lot of thoughts and perspective from my own experiences, as well as some of the conversations I've had with others. And, um, you know, that evolved, that evolved into providing some online support groups and it evolved into the development of the app. The app is, <laughs> it's kind of a cool story, actually. Um, I was at, I was at a training uh, with the Center for Loss and My Transition. And in that training, I had to do a presentation. So I was up there for about, you know, five, five, 10 minutes talking. And then after, after the presentation, three, three of my classmates without them knowing each other approached me individually. And they said, Hey, Reed, you know, great, great presentation. I really, you know, thought it was uh, thought provoking. It was about guilt and grief. And so I, <laughs> then they were like, Hey, by the way, I just got to tell you, you really got a soothing voice, you know, like <laughs> you should do some like grief meditations or something. And I was like, that's not a bad idea. 
And then they said, um, one of them said specifically, have you thought about being on the call map? And I was like, oh, haha, very funny. You know, they, they went whatever, but I actually pursued it. I entertained the idea and I ended up reaching out to Tamara Levitt, who's their uh, head of content wow. <laughs> and uh, found her on LinkedIn and she responds. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> I just opened up a crazy door here. And, um, it, you know, they entertained my idea for a while, but long story short, it just didn't work out. And I was sharing the story with um, my wife's best friend, who's a very successful life coach. And she's like, hey, Reed, I think you can do better. And I was like, okay, you know, joke's on me. Like, Calm has like 200 bazillion downloads. You know, there's no way I'm going to do better than that. And she's like, no, that's not what I'm talking about. She's like, I'm just talking about you doing your own thing and, and you being able to provide what you can, you know, like similar to what you guys have said um, before. Mm -hmm. You brought me on as far as like you know these resources these tools you know there's there's not enough i couldn't agree with you more mm -hmm. and so i explored the idea and i was like i did some market research i connected with a friend who has like a, a center out in new jersey and um we surveyed her email list and and a lot of them said yeah if i use technology i'd really appreciate you know a daily message i'd, I'd really appreciate a daily reflection or a thought for the day and I was like, I can do that. <laughs> so that that's how it kind of all came to fruition. What do you hope people take away from the app? And where can we download it? What I hope they take away is that um, grief, a, a lot of people, a lot of people, like when they're hit hard, they first think grief needs to be something to quote unquote overcome or quote unquote resolve. And um yeah, there's some aspects of that. I, I'm in slight agreement with it, but but more so I say, I think grief is something to be experienced and grief is something to be like lived through. Um, I, I hold the personal belief that when you experience such a either traumatic or drastic loss, like I don't think grief ever really ends per se. I just think mm. that, you know, people say it softens. I agree with that terminology, but I also think like, the intensity of it just isn't as impactful on a daily day basis. And so, you know, like, like Father's Day this year, I was hit pretty hard. It surprised me because I know I remember last year, Father's Day, I was, I felt, you know, pretty stable. <laughs> but this mm. year I was like, wow, I actually feel some depression. I'm thinking about Warren. I'm thinking about my dad and it's not a good day for me. And so, mm. uh, I uh, just want people who use the app to really like gain perspective in their own experience. Uh, I like to use this metaphor, you guys, or this analogy where it's like, when you think about getting guidance when you're grieving, a lot of people, um, you know, they have their programs and they have their protocols and, you know, it's, it's this box here and it's now like, Hey, you, you, you gotta like, follow the, you know, all the tools and use all these tools in this box and I actually disagree with that. I think, okay, there, you know, there's, there's a box of tools here. There's a box of tools here and you are the empowered one. You are the one who's the grieving individual and you can take any tool from this box. You can take any tool from that mm. box and you integrate it into your life because your experience is that unique. So yeah. That's kind of my hope is that just people, you know, who use the app, they keep developing more tools.
for their own personal toolbox to use in their grieving process. Thank you for mentioning that too, Reed, because you're 100% right. There's many different tools out there. And um, to piggyback off what you said is Nicole says, I experienced four important losses, my dad, my sister, my mom, and one of my brothers. Each grief was different from the other, not easy. And we, in my opinion, shouldn't be limiting ourselves to specific tools and st specific uh, uh, ways to get through it. We should be exploring different things, different, whether it's a book, whether it's an app, whether it's a, a community or a group, whether it's a combination of everything, whether it's music, whether it's, there's so many different things that can be explored um, that the idea of shutting it down or, or just hanging with one measure may not be the best for you. So I appreciate you mentioning that. And the other thing I want to say is for those who are interested in, I love the, let me, let me pull, well, first, let me say it's on available on Apple and Android. And we're talking about the grief refuge app. Um, but what I love about it is the, the appeal to nature, the, the respect you give uh, and the power and importance you give of nature. And, 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 you know, that's something that we also talk about here is, is how important nature can be in your healing process. I'm curious to know what brought you to that design. As Jim says, nature rejuvenates. But what brought you to the very natural nature looking design for your app? Well, um, throughout my grieving process, especially after Warren died, I, I actually live near the ocean. And um, I had, before I found the group, before I found the counselor, I was going to the ocean every day. And um, I'd just be like, say to my wife, I'm like, hey, I got to go down to the beach. You know, I'll be back in an hour. And she was 199% supportive. And it was interesting, you guys, because I would just sit there and I'd stare out in the sea. And, I, you know, I remember like that little inner critic inside of me saying, hey, you could do something more valuable with your time. And then I'm like, no, man, like, I just, I'm here grieving, like, I need this. And so um, I'd stare out into the sea and, and there's something about like the fluidity of the ocean, you know, since it's never at rest, that really helped me process my emotions. And so, um, so when the app, you know, when, when, when we got the market research and, you know, got the feedback as far as what would be valuable to people if they use technology, it just was almost, it was fully, completely intuitive on my part, uh, TJ. I was like, it's got to be, you know, people are using their phones, so they're using technology. So I got to bring nature to them and to the best of my ability. Yeah, I think that's, I was brilliant. I think it's very, very, uh, uh, very cool choice, you know, because oftentimes I think us in the grief world, we know the importance and power of nature, but I don't think that's a common type of knowledge thing that where people can respect the importance that he, that nature do, gives to people, uh, the healing that it does and the, the, the calmness, as Carrie says, the ocean never fails to calm me. Uh, so very, very, very cool. Now, on top of that, though, you you went on and grew your brand even more so by creating a, a podcast. So uh, not just an app, but you also do a, a podcast, which can be found on all major streaming platforms, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And you host this podcast. 
So my question to you is what is your mission for the podcast and what can listeners expect from your show? Well, I'm going to piggyback off of your guys's kind of like purpose for, for doing your show. It, it's really about just helping bring more conversations that can help normalize the experience for people. Um, you know, I, I like, I'm sure everybody, you know, seeing and listening to me so far has built this impression that, you know, hey, this is kind of like a deep, complicated dude. And and I couldn't agree more. <laughs> and so I'm like, you know, a lot of people may be thinking stuff like that, but in societal interactions, in our culture, there's not a lot of space to have, you know, easy conversations like this. So I'm like, take it to the airwaves, you know, take it to the digital stream because it's of value. People can listen to it when they want to. And so that that's just the mission to, to have really important conversations. And then jokingly, I once, <laughs> a friend of mine said, hey, you know, you're kind of like the Mr. Rogers of grief. And so I was like, all right, mm -hmm. let's just see who shows up to my neighborhood. <laughs> so, so I was like, all right, let's do that with the podcast too. <laughs> Very cool. Well, I love it. And Taj and I and the foundation always want to support those who are doing their part in making the grief talk more accessible, more common and, and more, uh, just more out there. So we, we thank you. Taj, did you have a question? No, no, just in general. I mean, what what was the was there any fear in starting your podcast in that way, or just was it the next transition or next phase that you wanted to get into? No, it wasn't. Um, so my my wife has her own podcast. She's been podcasting for eight years now, and so it just felt you know before I launched it, I I felt completely comfortable you know, sharing my voice and sharing my experiences out there just because I was as familiar with how, how uh, the technology and the process worked. Very cool. Yeah. Um, now, so you have the app, Grief Refuge app. You have the Grief Refuge podcast. I'm curious to know, creating all of these different sources and different uh, ways of dealing with grief, has it shifted or altered your own personal grief at all? And then if so, how, how has it? <laughs> okay. Yeah. I won't avoid that one. <laughs> it definitely yeah. has. I, I think in general, it's, you know, let's, let's use the metaphor of like, I usually say an onion, but um, one of my clients actually told me uh, how let's start using a rose, you know, like peeling, opening the rose petals instead of peeling the layers of the onion. <laughs> Cause I'm like, all right. Yeah. You know, roses have better odor than onions, but um, it, it's helped me like peel layers into like deeper aspects of the dynamics of my relationship with the people that I've lost, um, you know, who have had this impact on my grief impact on my grief experience and also like how I, how I perceive life, you know, like one example of this is like, um, you know, I, I probably haven't had a drop of alcohol in probably mm, 12 years, you know, mm. uh, you know, it, part of grieving the loss of my dad was looking at his struggle with alcoholism. And then me saying, you know, I've realized alcohol has never felt good in my body. My body has always rejected it in some way, whether it's been, you know, small amounts or um, a lot of amount. And, and so I'm like, okay, I want to live a healthier lifestyle. I'm going to take alcohol out of it. So 
you know, I, I definitely think almost every aspect of that I've reflected on my grief experiences impact impacted those choices I make going forward in life. Yeah, that's great. So, uh, Reed, I'm curious to know what's next for, for you. Is there going to be a, a grief refuge TV show? What's, what's next? <laughs> no, I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> a talk show, uh, a daytime talk show. <laughs> no, uh, I, I mean, that's a great idea. It's super creative. Um, I, I usually, uh, lean towards the voice rather than the video. Um, these gray hairs, you know, I'm not proud of, <laughs> but I guess they are signs of wisdom. Uh, we'll at least give us right. credit of that. But, you know, as far as like what's next, um, the app itself is still young. And so my hope is that it reaches more people who find it valuable. And with that said, I'm still tracking to find out ways to make it that much more valuable for the people who use it. Um, I want to be so careful to, like I said earlier in our conversation, just refrain from projecting my stuff onto people. Mm -hmm. And I think in grief, like it's gotta, you know, the, the experience has to be authentic for everyone who uses it. And so, you know, I'm focused on guidance, I'm focused on self-care, and I'm focused on community. Those are like the three themes of what the app provides. But at the same time, you know, everybody's got such a unique experience. I want to keep, I, I want to keep learning, like, how I can better serve. Mm, that's great. So we are almost at the time where we like to give our, our guests the final say talk about anything you want we gave you the rundown before we went live on what topics are allowed and that's pretty much everything um but before we get there i'm curious to know how can people get in touch with you uh i let me show the instagram uh the instagram handle which is at grief refuge app g-r-i-e-f-r-e-f-u-g-e-a-p-p at grief refuge app and then here's also the website, uh, griefrefuge.com. Of course, we discussed the podcast, so check it out on all your major uh, podcasts. And then there's also the app that's available on Apple and Android, Grief Refuge. Is there any other method or suggestion for co connecting with you in your world that you would suggest beyond, I guess, either Instagram or the website? Yeah, I think, I mean, it's a little old school these days, but I think just if anybody wants to directly contact me, just go to the website and use the contact page. That comes directly to me. Wonderful. All right. So again, that's at www.griefrefuge.com. Okay, Reed, it's that time, my man. So uh, minute, two minutes, whatever you want to leave our community with, the floor is yours, which uh, I guess I can understand that saying. I was about to say, I don't really understand that saying, but yeah, the floor is yours. The the internet is yours. T talk to our community on anything you want to share. It could be your favorite uh, sport, your favorite team, your favorite Netflix show, anything you want. What do you want to give our community? I, you know, I wish I could, you know, leave the community with like lightness, <laughs> <laughs> you know, keeping it fun and playful. I really, I really have that desire to, but I'm just going to be very transparent with y'all. Like I'm dealing with a, such a significant loss right now. That's not human death related. Um, mm. My wife and I have been living in a space for nine months that has toxic mold in there. And, mm. you know, we've been doing this research where it's like, 
you know, everything is pointing in a direction of like basically dispose of anything that's porous. So that's most of our possessions. And so I've noticed in the last two days, like my mood has been terrible. I've been stressed. I haven't been sleeping well, you know? So like the reason why I'm mentioning this is like what I want to part with your community with is just like, keep listening to your body as far as, you know, how to take better care of yourself or, you know, what kind of health you need. Like, I, I remember like uh, today, you know, we're doing this live on a, it's today, Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. It's still Wednesday. Wednesday. So I think Sunday, my wife and I were like, okay, we need a break. So we, we gave ourselves permission. We went to the beach. All we wanted to do is watch people and their dogs. You know, we put up our little beach chairs. We sat there for 90 minutes. We actually set a timer because we knew we had so much stuff to do. And so, but that break, that was like our commitment and our dedication to self-care um, because you, you got to dose, you know, your loss. You got to dose your grief experience. Uh, you got to keep on living and, and therefore you got to bring balance to your life. So that that's my parting wisdom as far as, you know, uh, keep, keep health a number one priority for yourself. Well, Reed, that's a great way, uh, yeah. great reminder and an important reminder. Uh, sorry for what you're going through. Uh, our community is sending you good vibes and, and love saying Georgina is sending you positive energy read and Janine says read we're feeling your vibe um, so we and our community wants to support you and, and just tell you that we are here for you however we can to help you get through this situation it's, it's it doesn't and I'm, I'm happy you mentioned that because it's a reminder that it doesn't have to be loss of life to that can send you through uh, uh, this kind of mood or experience so I appreciate that transparency um all right so I'm trying to think what else I think that's it we can we can wrap up the show Taj unless there is something I'm forgetting no I don't think so T. okay cool so, uh, Reed, are you good? Was there anything else we missed or anything else you want to mention before we wrap up? Yeah, I just think you guys are great. It's been fun to talk. It's, you know, you got a great platform, a great community um, that, that loves sending through the comments. I'm just, I'm so appreciative. Thank you, everyone. Uh, that's really cool. And, Reed, there's one more uh, comment I want to share with you that may brighten up your day a bit. This is from my life, my hurls, and my revival, my survival. And she hashtags Silver Fox. <laughs> there's the sun. there you go Bommy's always down to give our guests a big smile and a chuckle so uh you wear that 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 grayness pr proudly uh because you never know people are, will call you a silver fox so it's great um but read again thank you for joining us um everyone out there go check out grief refuge uh the app the podcast you can start by going to griefrefuge.com uh read we want to thank you for being our guest today and for everyone out there, we will be back next Wednesday at 1 p.m. for another show, another Power of Love. Please be safe, everyone. Love always. And again, thank you, Reed, for, for joining us today. Thanks. Adios, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>